Welcome to the Auburn UMC Clergy Conversations podcast. Each week, our pastors take an in-depth look at Scripture and preview their message for Sunday morning services. We're glad you joined us. For more information about Auburn UMC, please visit our website at aumc.net. Welcome this week to our Clergy Conversations. We're grateful for y'all. Thank you for joining us. Um, how's your week, week been so far, everybody? Good. Good. Busy, but good. I guess so. no news is good news. I'm okay. still waiting for this quote-unquote fall weather coming at us. It's coming. I, I'll will it into existence. I've yes. seen a few pumpkins there out there, so, you know, it's time. Oh, it doesn't have to be cold. For... 90 degrees in pumpkins, though. You know me. Yeah. Spook timber. We're, we're embodying it. It's happening. <laughs> spooky season is upon us. Oh, well, speaking of spooky seasons, we're going to read some strange words today. Yes, <laughs> yes. we are. You may need some, uh, I don't know, some Halloween costume stuff to pull some of this off. Some I mean, jack-o'-lanterns would go yeah. well with this. It's just strange enough. Can you pray for us, Charles? Sure. And we'll get mm-hmm. started. Yeah, we thank you for this time as we gather before your word. And we just pray, Lord, that uh, you will speak to us, that you use your truths, your promises, um, even our questions, just to draw us closer to you and to uh, help us love one another better. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 We are in Mark chapter 9, mm-hmm. and last week in our services, worship services, we talked about how Mark is kind of two halves in some ways. There's one through eight, which mm-hmm. is the kind mm-hmm. of like uh, Jesus calling disciples, and he's beginning his ministry, and then nine hits, mm-hmm. or eight hits when he asks, who do you say that I am? Mm-hmm. And then there's a transition. Yeah. What happens? Well, you mentioned this in your sermon last week. Nine really is the hinge point. Mm-hmm. Jesus is mm-hmm. very like soft cotton ball fluffy lamb Jesus in the first eight chapters and then chapter nine happens and we get the transfiguration that's the first thing that happens and they go and they see Jesus and Moses and Elijah before them and they think that it's fabulous and wonderful and spectacular and then they go back down the mountain and they're feeling really great about themselves and they try to heal a boy who is or a man I guess someone who was possessed by a demon and it's a really intense demon and they can't cast him out. And Jesus is saying, well, only prayer can cast out this type of demon. And then they're arguing among themselves who is the greatest. You know, they're really having quite the ego trip following this trip down the mountain. And the very next thing that happens after the transfiguration, after they can't heal this boy, after Jesus corrects them, is they're right back at it again. (laughs) They (laughs) go through all of this, and the first thing they do is come to Jesus, and they're like, listen, buddy, word on the street is there's some people doing miracles in your name, but they're not one of us. What are we going to do about it? And Jesus responds with... Well, if they're not... Well, we'll read, I guess. Yes, we'll read. We're picking up in verse... 38, and that mm-hmm. runs all the way through 50. By the way, when I was in youth group growing up, some, I forget who it was that said that in um, Mark's gospel, they're the disciples because they're kind of... Oh, yeah, they're always <laughs> painted out to be right. the Dutchies. They, just, they, they just don't ever get it together. Blessing, but, but they yeah. set, it's the, but they always set up the everything. You know, it's like they set up Jesus for yes. giving these good lessons and yes. all of that. Very true. How about I read it and then y'all y'all figure it out. Okay. <laughs> y'all got the answers here. Um, we're reading from Mark chapter 9, beginning at verse 38. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. 
But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able to soon afterward speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. For truly, I tell you, whoever gives a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose the reward. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and if you were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell, to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into hell, where their worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its saltiness... How can you season it? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. That's a lot to unpack. So Charles, you've got this. Yeah, take <laughs> Come away. on, man. I don't know. I was just I want to hear what happened in spectator. <laughs> Come on. All this time. No. Give us some advice. Um, I, and I think we were talking before, going on time before that, what jumped out at us um, was that John said, um, we tried to stop them. Um, and this is yeah. from the per people, um, person casting out demons, uh, because he was not following us. Yeah. And um, he wasn't doing it quite our way. He wasn't with us. And, and this idea of uh, mm -hmm. exclusiveness um, in that. And, you know, it just is very easy, I think, for for us in the church to look at church in that way, that, that it is, yeah. uh, that belongs to us in some way. They're not, they're not, um, they're not wearing our colors. <laughs> they don't right. look like us, sound yeah. like us. They right. were singing some different songs. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just easy to, again, to, to look at that and to look at the way that, that those things divide us. And I love, I, I was thinking of this, I, I love, um, somebody once said, you know, that you can look at uh, denominations or, or churches and yeah. uh, and it's particularly easy for, for those of us who are uh, professional um, clergy church mem church staff members uh, to do this, but, uh, and theologians, but have kind of cut through, um, you know, the differences between churches, yeah. between denominations and, and this idea of it's easy to say what belongs to us. And somebody once said that the best way to, you know, be able to, mm -hmm. to look at a church is the people coming out of it is mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the, the fruit in that way. Yeah. Um, not all the little idiosyncrasies and different ways we do right. the details. But yeah. They're the best sign of a church. The best right? sign the, of a the, church. The, yeah. the transformed life. Mm -hmm. The people that follow out, what do they act like? What do they do at work? <laughs> what, yeah. mm -hmm. How do they treat each other at home? Um, how do they drive? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. So many things that people look at and would probably say, well, they're either mm -hmm. followers of Jesus or they're not right. somehow. Yeah. Um, and so much more. I mean, it's a saying that gets used a lot of different places, but yes, that so much more is caught rather than taught, that it's not yeah. about you know, being told as much as it is just yeah. seeing it lived out, seeing our faith lived mm -hmm. out. Um, and kind of as it goes into 
um, the stumbling block and um, the things that may um, keep us from you know from God. It's almost that same idea that it's more about living out our faith and mm-hmm. and doing what it takes, uh, whether that's sacrifice, service, different things. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm always really struck by whoever is not against us is for us. Verse forty. Mm-hmm. Um, and please forgive me if, if you hear it a different way. But so much of what I hear of Jesus teaching in this lesson is, I, I guess this lacks nuance in a lot of ways, is at least they're trying. I I would mm-hmm. rather see a bunch of people half doing it or doing it uh, not as well as you might have mm-hmm. done it than for you who sit on the sidelines and judge and watch and do nothing. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that is really fascinating. And I think Jesus has some pretty harsh words In verse 42, if any of you put a stumbling block before those little ones who believe in me, better for you to have a millstone. I think that that is a verse that we use all the time. We talk all the time about stumbling blocks. And I think I've heard it most often be a stumbling block, but I think there's something, at least for me, different when I hear the words put a stumbling block, Mm -hmm. um, because that just feels really intentional, really like Mm -hmm. sneaky, Mm -hmm. um, really, um, I don't know why the word like gossipy comes to mind. You're setting someone up for failure. If you are actively trying to set someone up for failure, it's kind of like rejoicing in wrongdoings. Uh, That's where the trouble comes in. I think about, this was last night, um, I was walking through our kitchen, and we have one of these wooden stools that makes a lot of noise, and I was walking through there, all the lights were out, and Sarah was coming through as well, and I kicked the stool, and um, and I was thinking, who, who put that there? That's never there, uh, you know? Yeah. And uh, anyway, as I read this this morning, I was thinking, how was a, I mean, you know, a stumbling block is something that was not originally there. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, what do we add to God's Word? Mm-hmm. Or what do we add to what Jesus is bringing into the world as feeling like we're, like we're the managers of Jesus? Mm-hmm. You know, we own, the, we own religion or we own God. And, yeah. you know, how often do we put something that's not originally there, that's not from God, yeah. you know, that one yeah. of us is going to run into or somebody's going to run into right. and it's not good? It's almost like being putting ourselves in the place of God and doing yeah, it in some ways. Really, so, and that's a lot of pressure to be. Yeah, <laughs> who wants to? <laughs> but I mean, that I think that's part of what when you when when you brought that up, Charles, that John and the others going, you know, hey, we want to go manage this person that's not doing it right. Mm-hmm. You know, and and to me, the the verse forty one, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ, they are not. It's it's almost like that burden is on you to say. Thank you. (laughs) Versus um, trying to manage somebody for not being the right, not following Jesus in the way you want them to follow or or something. I, we were talking about this a few minutes ago. I just, chapter nine is so interesting to me the way it plays out as a whole because they have this transformative experience with Jesus on the mountaintop Mm -hmm. and they feel really great because Jesus has chosen them to like mm-hmm. show who Jesus really is. And then they come down the mountain and the first thing they do is they try to be the gatekeepers of Jesus. And I, I think like both of you have said, how often we do that. We try to gatekeep and control and like hoard for ourselves as if 
love or like a spiritual connection to God is a finite resource. Yeah. When in reality, you know, it's not. The more people that feel connected to God, the more people experience love in this world does not mean the less that we have. Jesus does not love us any less, and we do not love Jesus any less if someone else loves Jesus differently than we do. And I, I think there's room for some serious discussion about what are the negotiables and non-negotiables about mm -hmm. what we can disagree about Jesus. But I think for the most part, like, <sighs> this is just really convicting. I don't... I don't really get to tell other people how to love Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I yeah. and and I think Jesus was <laughs> humbling. He yeah. really takes it home. He's like, well, you know what? I would rather you cut your arm off, cut your leg off, pluck your own eye out, than for you to worry yourself mm -hmm. about what everyone else is doing in their spiritual walk. Right. Mm -hmm. If they're having a seriously transformative experience, like. They're not going to have a bad thing to say. That's what Jesus promises kind of out of mm -hmm. the beginning. Mm -hmm. If they're doing a deed seriously in my name and like trusting in me and all of that, I guess for lack of a better word, like the fruit of that is going to show. Yeah. And it's almost like um, we can't we can't examine someone else's heart for them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. it, when you're talking about taking your hand and eye. By the way, anybody that says they read the Bible literally and take it seriously, I'm like, yes. you know. Where's your eyeball, buddy? Yeah. So anyway, but it's a metaphor, obviously. It's a it's a call to that, to examine mm -hmm. our own life and to think, you know, not to go and manage it for some, not to manage someone else's walk with Jesus, mm -hmm. but to appreciate it. And the way this ends is for everyone will be salted with fire, which is like a salt is a purifier, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. may, you know, in, in a yeah. good way. And um, by the way, I don't know if you can ever really lose your saltiness, so it's a nice idea. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's really, it, but it, it, Jesus is inviting us to think about to have salt in yourself and to be at peace with one another. Mm -hmm. And that kind of starts with one's own personal walk with Christ, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> our own journey. Does that? Yeah. Jesus just simplifies it by um, saying, whoever gives you a, a cup of water um, mm. uh, to drink, um, and really is saying that that's something we can all do. Um, just very simplistic mm -hmm. and, yeah. and something we're all called to do as well. Um, and then it gets into, like you say, the, the salt and the fire and that idea of purification and um, uh, also being a preservative as, as well. Um, but as you said, that last verse of just keeping peace and be at peace with one another, mm -hmm. um, again, just very simple. Um, yeah. Yeah, and something we're all all called to do, or a simple concept at least. But yeah. it's simple, and mm -hmm. how when we examine what gets us upset, mm -hmm. to think about why are we upset? Are we upset because Jesus doesn't seem to be too upset about it, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> and they're using his names. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, Kelly, any last words mm -hmm. before we close? I just I think there's a lot of wisdom in in that old you know, elementary school teaching, it's the bullies that have like the most going on that are the most insecure. Hmm. I think that's kind of what's happening here. If, if you have that much of a temptation to try to micromanage someone else's faith or spirituality, that might be an indicator that something's going on 
in you because at the end of the day jesus says let yourself be seasoned with salt and be at peace with one another mm -hmm. so uh mm -hmm. a nice a uh hopeful word. word to end on you, Kelly. <laughs> i'm gonna have to go pray about that yeah. and pluck some things out uh -huh. <laughs> yep <laughs> Well, um, I'm grateful that we're in this beautiful season of discipleship, yeah. and this is a great, this is the last Sunday of September coming up, and then the next Sunday is World Communion Sunday, and one of the traditions we have is blessing of the animals, so y'all get your dogs and cats and snakes and horses and everything ready to come to the church. And we've had them all. Yes, we have. First Sunday of October, so anyway, um, who wants to pray for us? Holy God, we are thankful for your word that enlights us and convicts us and reminds us of who we are, but most importantly, of who you are. So God, we ask that you would help us to focus on our own salt and our own hands and feet and eyeballs, uh, and this day that our priority would be you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Clergy Conversations with Auburn United Methodist Church. Check back next week for our next episode. For more information about Auburn United Methodist Church, please visit our website at aumc.net.